Today's episode features a tale about some sort of goose shepherd who meets the Grim Reaper. This is Death and the Goose Boy. My name is Zach Stewart, and these are the Shadow Bear Story Sessions. Welcome to the Shadow Bear Story Sessions, the podcast about how folktales and fairy tales were way more fun and entertaining back when they were totally dark and completely insane. Back before anyone cared about making anything more family-friendly. We don't need any of that, we just want the Grizzly Originals in all their glory. So we're going through the original versions of Grimm's Fairy Tales front to back, and today's episode features a little tale titled Death and the Goose Boy. I really enjoy saying the title of this folktale. Anyway, let's not waste any more time. We begin. A poor goose boy went walking along the bank of a large turbulent river while looking after a flock of white geese. I'm just going to address this up top. I don't understand what a goose boy is, because aren't geese famous for migrating hundreds or even thousands of miles? How is a little boy able to keep track of geese? How is anyone able to keep track of geese? They'll inevitably just leave when it's time to migrate. It's got to be a terribly frustrating profession. We continue. When he saw death come toward him across the water, the boy asked him where he had come from and where he intended to go. Yeah, I imagine that would be a pretty nerve-wracking situation. You see death approaching and you're like, hey, so where are you going? Not... Not here, right? Probably somewhere else. It's not It's not my time. I've got these geese to keep track of, which I'm sure I'll inevitably fail at when they fly away. Death answered that he had come from the water and wanted to leave the world. So is this like some sort of emo death character? The poor goose boy asked Death once more how one could actually leave the world. Death said that one must go across the river into the new world that lay on the other side. The goose boy said he was tired of this life and asked Death to take him across the water. Death said it was not his time yet, for there were things Death still had to do. Jeez, so goose boy wants to die? Man, sad little goose boy here. Not far from there lived a greedy man who at night kept trying to gather together more and more money and possessions. Death led him to the large river and pushed him in. Since he couldn't swim, he sank to the bottom before he could reach the bank. His cats and dogs that had run after him were also drowned. Come on, that just seems like a completely unnecessary detail to throw in. The dogs and cats all die? It also kind of makes me feel like maybe this guy wasn't so bad if he was taking care of all of these dogs and cats who are now willingly sacrificing their lives to try to save him. A few days later, Death returned to the Goose Boy and found him singing cheerfully. I guess life's not so bad now. Do you want to come with me now? he asked. What, now he's going to kill the Goose Boy? A few days later, the Goose Boy went willingly and crossed the river with his white geese, which were all turned into white sheep. What? The goose boy looked at the beautiful country and heard that the shepherds of places like that became kings. And as he was looking around, the arch-shepherds, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, came toward him, put a royal crown on his head, 
and led him to the castle of the shepherds, where he can still be found. The End What an unsatisfying ending. So did he die? I guess he di- I guess he died. But it seems like he sort of just became a shepherd and things went much better for him. He could interpret it that way. He crossed the river, became a shepherd, and everything went a lot better, and he became royalty and super rich or something. The only alternative is that, no, he's dead now, and in heaven. I think the interpretation that we're meant to believe is that he's in heaven. And I think the intended lesson is that if you live a humble life, like our little goose boy here, you will go to heaven, and if you live a greedy life, like the greedy man, you'll drown along with all of your pets. No, the pets didn't do anything. It's a pretty shitty detail to throw in there. But really, I just think this is some dramatized telling of how a guy used to try to maintain a flock of geese, but decided to become a shepherd, and it was way better. So this is just what that guy tells people when they ask, how did you become a shepherd? It's like, oh, well, I used to take care of these geese, but then I came across death, and I crossed the river and became a shepherd and acquired great riches, and that is the man you see before you today. No, of course he'd be way more successful as a shepherd. The sheep can't fly away. I'll bet after trying so damn hard and failing year after year to keep those geese from flying away, he got a couple sheep and was like, wow, this is way easier. They just kind of putter around and they got this wool that I can sell too. Man, geese fucking suck. Team sheep all the way. So yeah, the intended lesson is clearly live humbly, go to heaven, live greedily, drown with your pets. But I think the actual lesson is that if you're greedy, then just make sure you know how to swim. Because that was really the greedy guy's downfall here. It says he sank because he couldn't swim before reaching the other side, which implies that he could have reached the other side if he just knew how to swim. And presumably his pets would have lived with him. So I guess the lesson here is that you can be greedy, but as long as you can swim, then or you have a boat, maybe, then you'll still be able to get to heaven, and all of your dogs and cats will come with you. But they might turn into sheep on the other side. That we don't know. Also got weirdly religious at the end there. I don't know how to interpret that. The goose boy just looked around and was like, this place is nice. Shepherds here are like kings. And then a bunch of shepherds came and they're like, you're a king too now. And he's like, great. In any event, let's adapt this. So this will be a series, actually. Gonna make this one an ongoing series. Like, could be even kind of sitcom-y if you wanted. So we'll have Thomas Milditch as our titular goose boy, and he runs a a small animal sanctuary and rehabilitation center in a a quaint town, and he's an avid animal lover, and he specializes in exotic animals, but he's also particularly interested in in birds and their migrations and and things like this. So he buys and kits out one of those those ultralight flying planes that people use to, to fly with birds, and he's really depressed by the state of the world, and people not caring about nature and and losing faith in the world, but he just keeps at his conservation work. And and that is our protagonist. And so he's rivals with this greedy business developer who sells exotic and rare animals, and and he helps hunters get trophies of of these exotic animals and and these sorts of things. And and he's played by Matt Berry, you know, from the IT crowd, what we do in the shadows, all that that good stuff. So Matt Berry is always trying to kidnap and get his hands on Thomas Middleditch's animals. And one day, Thomas Middleditch's plane crashes as he's, as he's flying with some geese, and he passes out and wakes up on the bank of a river, where he's approached by a man in a, in a gray pinstripe suit 
And that man is played by Zach Woods you know, from Silicon Valley, the office. So they meet and Thomas is like, hey, who are you and, and where are we? And the man says that he's, he's death and he was on his way to the other side, which is the other side of that river. So Thomas Milodich is like, wait, am I dead? And just says, no, you're still on this side. So it was one hell of a crash, though. I saw you in that little plane. It doesn't, doesn't look very safe. So Thomas says, yeah, it's an ultralight plane. It's for helping birds that I've rehabilitated with their migrations. And I was, I was flying with some geese when I crashed. And Death's like, birds, huh? You help birds? It's pretty weird. You're like a flying goose boy. And Thomas says, well, this is pretty weird, too, talking to Death by a river. And Zach Woods is like, yeah, it's a fair point. By the way, do you want to be dead? And Thomas says, it kind of feels like what I'm doing with my life is pretty pointless. Nobody really seems to care with my conservation and my animal welfare. And death is like, well, you can go back and hang out with the birds more because I don't need you yet. So I don't think it's your time. Do you help crows too, actually? Because I like crows. Yeah, I keep doing that shit with the birds, with the animals. It's good. It's good. Keep that up. In the meantime, I've got some other stuff to do. So maybe, maybe I'll see you later. Thomas says, you mean you have more people to kill? And Death just laughs, it's like, ha, yeah, yeah, actually, yes, that's, that's what I'm going to do. Anyway, see you later. And Thomas Middleditch wakes up in the field with his broken plane surrounded by all these geese. And he's like, man, close call there. It was just a hallucination, just a dream. Don't know what that was. And he goes back to work. A couple of days later, one of his coworkers at the sanctuary is like, hey, we've got a new volunteer who wants to work, wants to work on the sanctuary at the center. He's, his name's Rudy. Here he is. And sure enough, up walks Zach Woods, looking just like some wide-eyed new wildlife volunteer. And Thomas Middleditch is super freaked out. And he's thinking, like, is this death or was that just a dream? And, or is this just someone who I saw once and I forgot about it and now he's here volunteering? But Zach Woods is going, like, real over the top, pretending he doesn't know Thomas but is being really not subtle about it. Like, oh, hello, stranger. Good to meet you. I heard about all of your lovely weird birds here and wanted to help. So Thomas plays along until they're alone. And then Zach Woods just leans over and is like, Hey, hey, it's not Rudy. It's me, Death. And Thomas is like, What the hell is going on? Zach Woods just replies, I was thinking about you and all the birds and stuff, and I thought it sounded like fun, so I just, just thought I'd drop in, you know? Thomas says, No, you're Death. You can't just hang out. Won't you just end up killing animals and probably people too? I'm not cool with this, Death. But Death says, Listen, Goose boy, you kind of owe me. I totally could have killed you by taking you across the river, but I didn't. I only kill people when it's their time, or they super deserve it. Thomas replies, what does that mean, they super deserve it? Death just shrugs with a coy expression like, I don't know, we'll see. So Thomas doesn't want to get on the wrong side of death, of course. So he's like, fine, fine, you can stay, but just, just be cool, okay? Don't kill any animals, don't kill any of the other volunteers. Don't kill anyone, just it stays between us. I don't think... People would handle it very well if they knew death was working at an animal sanctuary. Probably wouldn't bode well for our donations and support, you know. And that's when Matt Barry comes in, trying to get a peek at what animals they have in. And he has one of his usual contentious exchanges with Thomas, like, Oh, hello, Thomas. You get any fancy new little critters in? I'd, I'd be happy to take them off your hands if you like. I'm sure the upkeep is quite expensive, and I'll be sure to send them to good homes. Thomas is like, We'll send them to walls of good homes. And Matt Perry says, they'll be in the homes, is my point. You see, it was, it was some clever wordplay on my part. So Thomas says, yeah, I, I get it. Just get out of here. All right, get out of here, Matt Perry. 
Matt Berry leaves, and Zach Woods leans over. It's like, who was that? Thomas tells him, and Zach, Zach's like, hmm. I see. So he works with super rich guys who hunt endangered animals and generally engage in horrible, exploitative, and destructive practices. Thomas is like, look, he's a bad guy, but I can't ask you to kill him, okay? I, I couldn't be responsible for someone's death. Just don't kill him, all right? Death is like, all right, I won't kill him, fine. But I will use him to meet the horrible and destructive super rich people that he has as clients, and we'll see where that takes us. And that's the show, basically. Zach Woods is death, and he gets close with Matt Berry under the guise of helping him get access to Thomas Middleditch's sanctuary animals, because he's a volunteer there now, according as far as Matt Berry knows. But really, he's just meeting and getting close to Matt Berry's super rich clients, and if Zach Woods decides that they're evil enough, he kills them. So Death is kind of playing both sides, and everything is really morally, morally ambiguous, but he convinces Thomas that it's for the greater good. But Thomas isn't sure, and is, and is just trying to do good in the face of all this corporate greed and destruction. And each episode, Death meets a new person, and it ultimately decides whether they live or die by the end of the episode. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Dexter meets Parks and Rec, I guess. And that's the show. I would watch the shit out of that show. Love those three leads. And we could even call it Death and the Goose Boy. Why complicate it? Keep, got a good title. Got a great title. Keep that right at the top. And there we go. That's how we'd adapt it. I actually really want to see that show now. Anyway, that'll do it for me this week. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we've got a tale titled The Singing Bone. The mind runs wild with euphemisms and double entendres. Come on back next week for that. I know you've got your own adaptation ideas as well. Send those to me over on Twitter or Instagram. I am terrible at social media, so I might not see those right away, but send them on over to me. Would love to check them out. You can also check out the website, shadowbearstorysessions.com. You can donate, you can contact me, you can give me some feedback or suggestions. We'd love to hear from you, and that'll do it for this week's episode. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and I will see you next week for The Singing Bone. My name is Zach Stewart, and these are the Shadow Bear Story Sessions.